Sunday pour back on a Tuesday night. Sitting here, uh, first game in the Bronx, three game set between the Yanks and O's. Glaber just uh, cleared the bases, so we're in good shape there. A lot of NBA tonight, so we'll uh, be checking in on that as we watch live. Uh, I got to start off, though. I got to read you a letter I got in my mailbox. Okay. All right. Wow. Handwritten letter or typed up? Typed. Okay. That's less weird, but all right. Still weird nonetheless. If you're, if you're reading it here. No, it wasn't like a ransom note. There weren't, uh, you know, shit cut out of the newspaper. That'd, that'd be something. No one stole my dog. All right. <laughs> uh, so here we go. You tell, you tell me what you make of this letter. All right. Hello, we are Sophia and Lewis, your neighbors from two houses down. They put the address, but I don't know what kind of psychotic people we have listening. Two, two doors down. Everybody knows, people, people who listen know where you live. They can figure out what two houses down is. Well, good. They'll know where these people live then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are collecting medical supplies to send to the people of Ukraine. Ah. We will will be collecting through April 29th. If you have any supplies to donate, please put them in the box in our yard. We will bring them to the Ukrainian church in New Haven. Thank you in advance, Sophia and Louie. Collecting, I, oh, go ahead. You have something? Oh, you're you're going to list the items off? Because that's what I was going to get at. (laughs) My my initial thought is like, what the hell kind of items can you buy? Like, you get you go to CVS and get items that they can help out in this in a war effort. All right, collecting items such as you want to try and like take a crack at. There's let me gauze and band aids and antiseptic. Band aids are on here or burn aids. Burn aids. Large band aids. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, yeah. You get, no, no, uh, no paper cuts over there. Um, like alcohol wipes, alcohol bottles, like that. That's uh, what I would, that's, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be bringing like vodka and bourbon, but uh, get me to you would think if you really, really want to help, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see any alcohol on here. Oh, uh, yeah, I would just like, bit, like large bandages, like you know, that kind of like wrap, you know what I mean, like those wraps. Yeah. Sterile bandages are on here, ace bandages are on ace here, bandages, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. How how many things do you list? I'll read it. I'll just go down the gauntlet. Right. There. Yeah. Men's men's underwear and socks. I guess there's a, no women. No some, women fighting. I guess it's not a medical supply, but all right. Yeah. Socks. Unless, unless, you, unless you listen to uh, Lieutenant Dan, socks are the most important thing when you're fighting a war. Right. The only thing yeah. these people know about war may be Forrest Gump. That's it. Well, that's that's the case. Then it should be steaks. Budweiser's and socks. That's the only thing that's on the list. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's uh, all right. Neosporin. What is neosporin exactly? It just kind of helps. You put on a cut after, uh, before you put the bandage on, helps heal, I think. Right. Okay. And then this is one line right here Tylenol, Motrin, aspirin. I feel like I don't that's know. where like that's where booze comes in. Like, just send booze if you're going to send aspirin. 
Yeah, I mean, if um, cheaper too. Aspirin's fucking kind of expensive, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if I was getting sitting there getting bombarded by a neighboring country and like some schmuck halfway across the world sent over an Advil, like what the fuck am I doing with this? <laughs> Especially if it's from America, They'd be like fuck these people. <laughs> Sending me Advil. Yeah, fucking Advil. What are you doing? They fucking send, send guns. Christ. <laughs> guns didn't make it on the list. All right. Uh, Benadryl slash. This is a tough one. This is got to be like. Got to be Heisenberg to the, to pronounce this one. Diphenhydramine. <laughs> okay. Like Benadryl. Like what? In case you get in case you get the sniffles. <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> I don't know what the weather is right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm having trouble sleeping, so I gotta take I gotta take some Benadryl. I, 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 I everything Zen I've cold. seen everything I've seen in Rocky Ford, it's always cold and snowy over there, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh-huh. let's see. Uh caffeine pills. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Now we're talking. All right, that's pro- that's the best one on the list so far. Cause yeah, all right, so I'll put a star next to caffeine. Pills. Yeah, get get a bunch of those. Cause there's nothing. I mean, it's. I was hope I'm never in that position, but I could definitely see myself up all night, just teeth chattering, grinding my teeth, just like waiting for the first sunlight. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how you sleep if you're fighting in a war. Yeah, give me the caffeine pills. That's good. All right. Toothbrushes slash toothpaste. I mean, it's probably helpful, I guess. Maybe you don't, but I mean, again, if I'm get if like I'm getting that box over there, I don't. I'm not looking for the toothpaste. Although might that might be one of those things, and I don't know how like other countries are, but that might be one of those things. Like if it was me, those creature comforts, like oh yeah, my mouth is funky. Bring on, bring on the Aquafresh. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. We covered ace bandages. We covered sterile bandages. Sterile and medical gloves. I don't know my gloves. What do you need gloves for? Yeah, I mean, what, you're in the mud, you know, there's there's open wounds, there's dirt, there's shrapnel. Right. Oh, why, why, you know, why, why no we, batting gloves. Jorge Posada, we're going at it gloves. Yeah, why are we standing on ceremony with the gloves, acting like it matters? No gloves. <laughs> No gloves. All right. Gouge, gow, gouge rolls and pads. Gauze. 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 <laughs> Gauze. I've I mean, never but, seen that word in writing. But, I, like, again, I don't think you're getting that at, uh, like, CVS, right? That's something you got to get. You gotta, your wife's got to raid the supply store, the supplies at her job, basically. Yeah. You, you know, that's, that's really, it's, this is, like, all, you need, like, the industrial grade medical supplies you don't need like, the over-the-counter gauze how All much right. gauze you have to get to like support a war effort you have to go spend 200 dollars on gauze if you want to make a make a difference and how's the ukrainian church getting these things to ukraine i don't know i don't know like it's this isn't like a guy up the street running numbers to otv this is this is far away <laughs> it's a serious plane ride well, yeah, I mean, I guess where there's a will, there's a way, but um, yeah, I, I do want to see the receipts. <laughs> I want to see pictures of them opening the box. Can I write this off on my taxes is what I'm getting at. 
I probably probably we probably had to spend a few bucks though. Helps fund the. Uh, helps I supported a war. Helps with that in mind, if, with that in mind, if you're sending supplies to support the Ukrainians in the war effort and writing it off, could you write off if you were sending supplies to the Russian side? Could you write it off you, as a donation? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, devil's advocate here. Yeah, that's what I should tell him. Like, sorry, I already donated to the Russia side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah half russian sorry that would go over well yeah i root for, uh, I root for kgb and rounders <laughs> <laughs> it's great uh, for the first for the first like hour and 40 minutes of that movie you're 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 in the black <laughs> um all right not done yet we still got a few left all right hydrocortisone cream one percent I don't know. Creams like you know, muscle like muscle creams, yeah, icy hot or what's like what do you get like you you going down like uh into the locker room like like Shaq after a big game icing his knees down or like Sandy Colfax with his arm in the vat of ice like what do you what do you need all this creams for like muscle soothers? I guess it's Yeah. Like, I guess it's like playing a big game every day of your life. Do or die literally. Um, must win. What are the medic tents like over there right now? I'm not. I'm. I don't know. It's, it sounds. You, it sounds bad if they're asking me to save the day. Well, I think it's like the, again, literally the least these that you can do that might not might like be one person you're helping. Right. Yeah, it would be one person. A lot of churches need to be doing this, not just one. Not this one in New Haven. I should even look and see if there is a Ukrainian church in New Haven, first of all. Yeah, what's a Ukrainian saint? I didn't know Ukrainians had their own church. What religion are Ukrainians? I think it's Catholic. So why wouldn't they just go to a Catholic church? I mean, like, Italians have their own churches. Hispanic Groups depending on you know, oh, whatever. really? I, okay, there's a Polish church down here. Polish, uh, I think it's a Polish church, yeah. News to me, I did not realize that. Well, actually, like immigrant groups, they come over, they settle in a place, they need a place to congregate. You know, gotcha. the, church, the church is a big one back in the day, so uh, all these groups get their own churches that they kind of had their hands in building or building up or funding or whatever, so. Yeah, I mean that's their. It's probably why. That's my guess. And then just you know, a couple of generations passed. Uh, I'm sure people still go there. All right, Imodium or Pepto Bismol pills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the eating's not good over there, right? You probably get a little heartburn for a gruel you're having to eat. I'm not sure. <laughs> How much of the Pepto is necessary? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not sending. Not sending Pepto. It's gonna feel um, less. Yeah, you're gonna, not gonna feel. You're gonna feel like a real shithead if you send Pepto Bismol to the war zone. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything more useless than Pepto Bismol. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Imagine opening that in a care package. Oh yeah, yeah. 
The oh, site well. of Pepto-Bismol, is, it's one of the least appeasing sites you could have. Right? Like, just think of the, that pink, disgusting bottle. Like, disgusting. Yeah, you're about to lose your leg because a, bo- like a roadside bomb went off nearby, but at least, at least you don't have the agita. Yeah, you're not, re- exactly. you're not reaching for the Pepto in your first <laughs> aid kit. Give me some Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Saline drops slash eyewash. Saline? Saline? Yeah. yeah. I could see that Again. being helpful, but I mean, you know, if, getting, if I'm getting Visine. Also, I, got, I probably have enough bottles of Visine that I could – supply the entire Ukrainian war effort myself just lying in my top drawer. Everyone would have 20-20 vision at least. They wouldn't, they wouldn't miss their mark. It would be clear, yeah. Uh, let's see. We said burn aids and burn dressings, I believe. That sounds helpful, yeah, but again, it's just help. Again, this list sounds very, the list sounds a little repetitive. Triple antibiotic ointment. Again, with the ointments. How many ointments can you can you have? Get them the cream and the clear, the clear and the whatever it was. And it's very, very, very it bothers bomb. me how particular some of these things are. Like <laughs> hydrocortisone cream, one percent. I think that's like standard, though. I don't know why they put that on there, but I think that's like standard. I don't think there's like a hydrocortisone one and a half or or four percent. I think it's just one percent. I don't know why they put. I don't know why they write that though. But I don't think you have like an option when you're shopping. I don't think you're going to find that many options. Percentage okay. Wise. All right. And the triple antibiotic antibiotic ointment. I mean, again, again, antibiotics seems like it would be helpful, but again, it's a it's, it's an entire war. I yeah, I don't know. I just it seems too many like, creams. Too many creams. It seems like such a minimal thing to do. I, I, yeah. Again, I just wonder how many people. I guess so. If you help one person, then that's all that matters. But. It just seems you should, you should go to like Costco. Seems like a bigger gonna, problem, right? You should right, go right. to Costco. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like a bigger problem to be fighting like this. But who am I? I'm not a big picture. Maybe I'm not, I'm not seeing the big picture. I don't know. Yes, and then white petroleum jelly slash Vaseline. More fucking creams and <laughs> ointments and whatnot. Vaseline. <laughs> Vaseline good for open wounds. Like close them up. Like. You know, uh, boxing. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Well, that's more. Is that to close up the wounds? I guess, or just like have the punches slide off of them? I'm not sure. Oh, I guess it is more for like the punches to slide off. I think it helps you see though, right? Because it can close up like a gash under your eye. Yeah, yeah, probably. It doesn't seem like something you'd have the time to do in war, though. A lot of downtime. Again. If if all they're getting the information from is Forrest Gump, there's plenty of downtime. <laughs> and then the last one's tweezers slash safety pins. Tweezers and splinter. <laughs> <laughs> tweezers. I'm not sure what it, I guess tweezers, I guess shrapnel, maybe. But again, again, like for shrapnel, I'm not getting all those little I guess I guess a little shrapnel. maybe. All right, I could maybe I could see it, tweezers being helpful. I think my biggest issue with the list it, list is one huge omission, like food. Wouldn't food be the most logical thing to send? Yeah, some canned goods, but they want the they want the medical route. 
Maybe that was uh, – They're going the real morbid route. They're making it seem like everyone's fucking losing their legs, arm, limbs over true. there. Well, I'm- <laughs> I'd be thinking about, like, if I was in a war, like, every man for themselves, I'd be thinking about where my next meal is. I wouldn't be thinking about 90% of the shit on this list. My underwear, I need a fucking sandwich. <laughs> I need a meal, man. Yeah, send me, send me some canned goods with, like – the Tuna fish pack. or something. Yeah. yeah. Take mean, anything, man. Campbell's soup. Something. Jar of beanie beans. Sure. Anything. <laughs> and yeah. weapons, too. I don't know. But maybe, I don't know, that could get a little messy. Probably can't be sending over weapons. Maybe knives. Could you send over, like, sharp oh, knives or man. something? Let's go to the hunting section at Dick's. Yeah. Or even, or just go, let's go to Home Depot. We'll get a bunch of those box cutters. Yeah. Send those over. Yeah, that, w- that would make more sense than 90% of the shit on this list. Yeah, you'd feel a lot better about yourself if you knew that a Russian was going to see the business end of, uh, of a box cutter. Yeah, box cutter or Tylenol. <laughs> you're, in, you're at war. <laughs> Tylenol. Man, my head is killing me. Yeah. God, thank God this Ukrainian church in New Haven sent this extra strength Tylenol. Wild. That no, I like the caffeine. The, ca- the, the caffeine pills seems like the most on-brand thing for me. I'll be chewing those things like crazy. Oh, uh, you know what I would send above all these things, just from like personal experience, if I cigarettes. was at war? Carton of cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes would be nice. I don't even, I've had a cigarette in so long, but if I'm at war, then who gives oh, a fuck? We're getting bombed. Yeah. Yeah, especially if I run into Sean Penn over there. I like to have one with him. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to feel left out. Right. Uh, Tums. Tell me, you just said that you were just making fun of the Pepto. Yeah, but at the Pepto, I picture like the pink bottle. It's the Tums. Like the liquid. All right. <laughs> I, would, I would go with. Uh, I'd prefer like the, the the chalky tums. Well, they've actually they've I don't know if it's tums or like an Alka Seltzer one, but they they do have like a chewable one that is not chalky anymore. It's like I never the, mind the I never mind the chalky. They but they've improved they've improved it is what I'm saying. Like the chalky oh. ones were okay, but they've improved the chewables. Yes, I have them. I, I sometimes depending on how much pizza we have, I pop a couple four of those bad boys. I'm good to go. Pre meal or post. Post. Post, okay. Sometimes it's good to be a little proactive. No, I only, I only do it when I start feeling it. I'm, I'm never proactive, which is probably a mistake, but I'm, I, it's always when I start to feel it. And like, it's yeah, just, me too. You know, you know the heartburn. Like, it's just like, it's just right up here. Sucks. Yeah. Then, then, I, then I just pop four of them. So four is the standard number. I go, I go exactly four. Yeah. You, <laughs> no, reason, no reason to ease into it. Don't don't go small on that one. You're, you know that's really you're just asking for disappointment if you have two. Like an hour later, you're like, why? They still feel like hell. Yeah, and those things, I don't care if they're placebos or not, man. They they do are they are miracle workers. Yeah, they really are. I agree. They work very well. Yeah. Have you ever taken like a uh, Pepsid? No, never. I had to buy that once. Shit got real bad. The Pepsi? Pepsi, yeah. It was right before I left for Texas, too, man. I was going to a wedding. Yeah. 
right before I left for Texas, night before, and all week I had a horrible heartburn, like painful heart heartburn. Jeez. Like I went out to dinner the weekend before and I had like a martini when I got home, just like physical pain. Oh. So ended up buying Pepsid. So is Pepsid like more is it more like a medicated situation? Is there like Yeah, like over the counter medicine. Over the counter medicine. Or it was a little more hardcore than I guess. You just take you swallow it. It's not like a you don't chew it, it's just like a pill. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. Right. So there's probably some other kind of active drug in it than one of those Tums. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't drink all week going to this wedding. And I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta find a way. You can't just do it. You can't do a wedding sober. Impossible. I swear to God that I drank that night, felt fine, went to Dallas, drank all weekend. And to this day, I haven't had heartburn that bad ever again. Wow. All right. I've actually found like the triggers that some people have with heart. You know, you hear like chalk, chocolate. Uh, yeah, it's not me. Booze is a big one. Sometimes, but it really just depends on what I eat. I yeah, exactly. With me, I think the number one thing: tomatoes. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it sucks. I've acidic. had to cut back on the. I've had to cut back on the tomatoes. Yeah, it's acidic. Yeah. To- booze, though, I've never. I've never had an issue with booze. I've actually had it where I think beer makes it feel better. The cold. I don't know. There's no science behind that, but. I, <laughs> I'm sure there I, is. I'm sure there's some science that you have conditioned yourself to feel better with a beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It could be a little mental. <laughs> um, but Yeah. Tomatoes, I think that's my number one. That's my, my kryptonite. Well, I wonder if the Ukrainians, that's all they can have, are like these canned tomatoes over there, and that's why we got to send over this, uh, this Pepto-Bismol. That's it, man. You got to find it by any means necessary. I don't know. Whatever we got to uh, – I, mean, I feel like I could, we could have came up with such a better list than this. I guess the stress over there because, like, what do I like, – a picture, a picture of, like, a guy – Playboys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely some Bob Hope. We sent them Playboys. We sent them Bob Hope. Yeah. Um, good night, Saigon. Uh, I like picturing like a guy like under a lot of stress, like at his office, like just like drinking the Pepto out of the bottle. You know that's I mean? how I picture Pepto. Yeah. Like that's I. I guess like maybe if you're that stressed over there, I don't see the Ukrainians wartime Ukrainians feeling that stress. I feel like this. Way they're shown like on the news is that she's very resilient, folks. Hard nosed, not not taking the shit lying down. I don't see them like some middle aged balding douchebag in an office who's trying to make a sale to make his month, and he's just like working late hours, pounding the Pepto Abysmal. You know, no. he's got three. You know, he's got three ex wives to pay. <laughs> no, I, these guys. I feel like they, you know, they they maybe have their have their vodka or something, and that's all they really need to kind of get through this. Right, vodka. Uh, that's a, yeah. That'd be that would make sense. Oh, uh, just send cases of booze. Yeah, just Tito's. Just send a bunch of Tito's over there. Like, look, we're not can't you can't be sending Russian vodka over there. Right. Would they? Fr- I was going to say, would they, would they frown upon American vodka? But I, I guess they would take it over the Russian. 
obviously. Right. Yeah, I think if you said if it was booze and you sent it, you know, with like a nice note, like, you know, we're in, we're in your corner or something, maybe it'd be like they'd be an understanding. Now, they might scoff at it initially, but there's no way they're not drinking it. <laughs> yeah, you got to make uh, exceptions. Yeah. Yeah, but it'd be crazy to buy imported vodka here just to send it back over there. Doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. You got to send something. It's from America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta, be, yeah. I don't think it would be weird. <laughs> sending this, sending the vodka back and forth. Yeah. Importer exporter Art Vandalay. That's it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, are you going to put anything in this box? I don't know. What's today's date? Is it the 29th yet? I got till uh, Friday? Yeah, today's the 26th. Yep. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, no. I'm probably not going to. I feel like this is one of those things where if you were to even do it, you'd wake up Saturday morning and be like, shit, that stuff's in my car still. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just honestly I'd rather just bring it directly to the church because then I feel like it'd have a better chance like I know I, I would trust it more wow you don't wow I don't trust the neighbors huh well, I don't know man what they want to do with Vaseline maybe that could be for their own personal kink <laughs> check check their uh, Sophia and Louis man I don't know what they're about they might be Ukrainian people for all I know. I've never really had a conversation with them. The only thing I know about this house is the fucking Amazon, FedEx, UPS. They do laps, man. They just get everything delivered. Whoa. Hang on. So St. Michael. It's called St. Michael's. Okay. St. Michael's Ukrainian. Yeah, it is St. Michael's Ukrainian church. not the St. Michael's that we know. Uh, what Tim? street is it on? This is on, sorry, I was just looking at the, this is on George Street. Oh, so it's, it's, I'm a block away, my office. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and actually they're, they're in the news. Local churches collecting supplies for Ukrainian, this is refugees. Yeah, and then an article two months from now, local church caught scamming people to donate supply. <laughs> All right, good for them. All churches should be doing this, not just Ukrainian ones. The hell you got to so, figure man. this out. <clears throat> yeah, I guess this is from March. This is from middle of March. So, yeah, actually, there's like pictures, there's boxes and boxes. In uh, whatever the basement of the church, whatever. Yeah. All right. They're legit. All right. Checks out. Story checks out. Well, we. I didn't see anything about like how they're getting over there. That is interesting. That is that's that is yeah. That's the interesting uh, part. I would like to know about myself. I'm sure that there's got to be a way, right? You just you bring it to like Poland and then get to the border somehow. I guess. I I had the basketball game on. I did not realize the Yanks ten eight now. Oh man, yeah, I had the hoops game on too. <laughs> what the fuck was um, it? Um, was it Chapman that came in and gave it up? Because he was warming oh, up for the eighth. May have been. Could have been. Got to oh, check my man. phone. 
Um, Morant just hit a big three. Memphis is up one with a minute left. I saw, man, when Memphis when uh, by the way, the jerseys. I hate the fact that Minnesota is wearing white. It's just throw, it took me like ten minutes to figure out who was who. Why? why you got to wear white at home, man. I don't understand why they had to change yeah, that. They, they switched it all up. It's one thing about baseball. I feel like they have it right. Like the Yankees were white at home. I think it was just like they want to be cool. But then wait a second. But then wait, the Giants wear blue at home. They don't wear white. They don't wear white at home. It's about football now. Yeah. Yeah, I think baseball is the only one that's kind of stayed true to that, or at least it's the Yankees, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the like the Knicks. Oh, uh, the they Knicks wear doing r- it. Ridiculous. The shit. Knicks doing it is ridiculous. It's awful when the Knicks do it. Yeah. Yeah. They they you can't they can't wear like the black jerseys at home or something. Black on like Christmas. It's, yeah, it's weird when like the Nets play. I think the Nets were white at the Garden one time. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, man. When the Grizzlies were up eighty-three to seventy, I think it was to start this quarter. Mm-hmm. I meant to look and see what the live line was because I just knew that they were going to gag this up. I wonder what it was. This was the most obvious outcome ever. Oh, all right. So the Timberwolves got a board. They got a shot here. You let them play or you call a timeout? I was was looking at how the Orioles came back. Russell to the hoop. Oh, not even close. It was was Lucky. Lucas Lucky. Yep. He's down on the Uh, totem pole. Wasn't Chad, right? Couple singles. Uh, bu- 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 wait a second. Ten, he made it 10-5. He left with a couple guys on. Loisica came in. And then uh, Austin Hayes had a three-run home run. Okay, Loisica, he's noted. Yeah, that's it. That was, it. That was, it was lucky. It looks like it was lucky. And uh, I'm missing something from this inning. All right. I do I, one thing about the NBA. I love that the NHL is starting like a month after the NBA. This is how it should always be. Oh, yeah. Usually, usually they're stacked. Usually they're kind of stacked. Yeah. Now, this is great. I was going to, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, yeah, April, uh, baseball is kind of getting, go- is not full swing, but it's really kind of getting into its groove. Um, NBA playoffs, I guess what April is all about. And I'm like, wait a second. This is not what April is all about ever. <laughs> it's like it is never basketball is the se- that season is usually kind of winding down at this point. We haven't even seen the first round, but yeah, here we are. Um, it's yeah, it's great. And that season and the net season is over too, so we don't have, we don't have you know anything to worry about anymore. No more stress. Nice yeah, which, I'm, which which is kind of Kyrie's mo is to just not play that many games if you can avoid it yeah Yeah. i don't know uh mission accomplished (laughs) call me crazy but like i I was listening to the fan today crazy and a couple people (laughs) a couple uh so it's like a foregone conclusion that Kyrie's gonna opt out and the nets are gonna give him five years i thought he said he was gonna opt in yeah but i think if he opts out 
the Nets he would resign with the Nets because they can offer him the most money. Oh right, yeah. Okay, so five years. Okay. I, yeah. I, I know, like losing Kyrie would, you know, on the court, like would hurt talent wise. But I don't know. Like this guy is just—I feel like you need to get as far away from him as possible. But then I know it fucks you because it's like, all right, Durant and who? <laughs> yeah, I—I really—I think I'm mean, as much as I hate like the player empowerment thing and like what happened with them or happened with the Lakers really is like a. 10 points against players having any kind of say in building a team. Like yeah. They should, players should never have a say in who the coach is again. Players should never have a say in who their teammates are again. Just let those, let those people do their jobs and you do your job on the court, right? I don't mind the player having a little input, like well, the star, star player. Right, that's why, that's why. But in this case, I would absolutely go to Durant and be like, look, you know what? What are your thoughts oh, on where we victory. go next? Uh, you are a little, uh, just as just a touch behind. Yeah, um, fucking TNT. I would absolutely get Durant's because I would want Durant for you know basically the, the rest of his productive career. Well, they already locked him up, didn't they? Is he? No, I don't think so. No, I thought he signed an extension. Durant? I thought he did. Really? I think um, he did. All right. Well. Rizzo, another one, number three. Wow, what a day. All right. On fire. And he stays hot. Um, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll do our um, – we'll do the, uh, the, the longest hitting streaks, current streaks in baseball in a few, but uh, – It's easy. Good work to do it. Yeah, I'll see, we got to see who else is up there All right. um, when we get to that. Um, yeah, I would absolutely get Durant's input um, be, because Kyrie is such a headache. And obviously Durant had strong opinions on Harden, and I love that Harden's gone. Like I got like I couldn't. It, when Harden got here, it was like I appreciated his game more than I ever would have if he didn't. But then like he just became a problematic Harden this year. Yeah. And, all right. This this is what we didn't want. Now we saw the same thing with Kyrie. Like this year, like all right, this is the problematic Kyrie. He's not he's not playing and. Uh, obviously, came back to bite him in the end. When you know, you don't, when you have a team that just plays well together, just beating up on you, playing hard, and knows each other so well, went through some lumps uh, throughout the season and last season to get where they are in the Celtics and uh, the in the Nets, who were kind of thrown together, discombobulated, and messy. Um, you know. You, you really see the problems with that. Jesus. You really see the problems with uh, building a team and, and trying to trying to win now with a team like that. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, uh, yeah, Ja just won it at the buzzer. Wow. Atrocious defense. <laughs> Memphis up 3-2. Yeah. Um, that series is over. I don't care if you go seven. The series is over. Minnesota is just not ready. I don't think Memphis is ready either, but somebody's got to win. I I would get Durant's opinion. I would ignore Kyrie's opinion. I see. What if so? If Durant's like, uh, we need to keep Kyrie here for the next five years. You're like, okay. No, if he's like, if he's like, can't do it without Kyrie. He's got to do better than that. It's, it can't be like I'm gonna be mad if Kyrie's not here. It's got to be, I can't do it without him. He's got to make a really good, compelling argument, like yeah. why he needs him there. 
you know, when Kyrie's here, I, play, I could play off the ball, but, you know, whatever it is. And like, well, not, not talk strategy, but there were like, I know they have like a game plan, but Durant should have been playing after game two. He should have been playing in the post the whole time. And they should have run the offense that way through him. Yeah. One, one, he's a deadly post player. Two, he was getting double teamed like 30 feet from the basket, dribbling off his foot every fucking time he got the ball. Um, put him in the post, have, have the action go from there, swing the ball around, get open shots that way instead of you know, how many turnovers did they fucking have? It was ridiculous. So, see, I, look, Nash is not getting fired, but Nash has to go. He's not, 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 not ready for the big time. I don't think he's anything special as a coach. And, I mean, you, you saw what one of his assistants, who has been – I don't, I don't know his exact resume, but my guess is he had been an assistant a few times before, not just on Nash's staff, but a guy who's been around, I'm guessing, um, doing the work to get to where he is now rather than just being handed a head coach job. Yeah. Um, you see what he can do with, um, with the right team. So Right. Regular season matters. Coaching matters. Yeah. You hey. shouldn't be – right. You want to be a good – you want to be a, a legit could, – could a seven seed make a run? Absolutely, they could. But, I mean, if you want to be a legit contender, you got to be a one or two seed, three seed maybe. But if you're a seven seed, you're playing from behind the eight ball. This might be unfair – but, like, I just look at Steve Nash and I see a gigantic pussy. Yeah, Canadian is a soccer player. You can't. You can't I, and I felt, like, I felt like that about him as a player. Great player, Hall of Famer, maybe the best shooting point guard we've ever seen. Guy that was wet. But, like, yeah. Back when. Back MVPs, yeah. Right. When, like, those Suns teams that never were able to get over the hump. Yep. Don't you feel like. Nash was um, – I feel like Nash was kind of like uh, – I got to do like a cross-sport reference to make my point, but like the starting pitcher when he's got his A game, eight innings, 13 Ks, everything's going good. Like when – but like, you know, the starting pitcher that when they don't have their A shit, they just mm-hmm. don't make it out of the third inning. I felt like the Suns and like Nash embodied that guy who like when they got hit in the mouth in the playoffs, that sure. was it. Yeah, yeah, a little softness to him for sure. I, I, yeah, I don't hate. I don't hate. I, well, I mean, kind of hate him now because he's a terrible coach. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like as a player, like I just never, I never loved Nash. I, I never like I wasn't a D'Antoni guy. I'm a, I don't know. I just I always I always felt na- like Nash was a little a little soft. Like you know who I would take. You know, I would take in a big spot, probably not as talented as, but like a point guard, I would take in a big game over Nash. Who's that? Stockton. Like, oh, Nash yeah. more talented Stock- probably, but like Stockton was like nailed. Yeah, St- Stockton had balls. He had big shots. He wasn't, you know, considered a shooter, but he would hit big shots in the playoffs all the time. Right. Not oh, as skilled as Nash. No, no, no. Obviously, he's an assist guy, defense guy, defensive guy, you know, all the steals in his career and stuff. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stockton's a whole family. He's, you know, it's, not, it's not going too far out on a limb. <laughs> it's not. You're right. <laughs> but <laughs> you know how it take. You know how it take over. Well, he, never won a, he never. He never won an MVP though, Stockton. Right? That's, no, no, that's true. Yeah, Malone won the MVPs. You know how it take over Steve Nash, a, little guy, a guy named Magic Johnson. You know him. 
Six nine point guard. Yeah, a little more talented. <laughs> a little more talented. Not not the shooter that Nash was, but <laughs> have you been yeah. watching? Have you been watching that show? No, nah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I dug myself a little bit of a hole, like three behind, maybe. I would. Ju- I did. I, I just jumped in. It was starting the other night. It was like uh, eleven o'clock on Sunday night, and I just kind of jumped into it. It was just starting the the newest so- episode. So okay. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to watch it. That's my advice. <laughs> no, I mean, who, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's one you need to be locked into. Just pop in there and spend some time with Adrian Brody and uh, Jason Siegel. That's you know, <laughs> let them pop up there. And uh, it's a very weird show. I don't. I don't think I love the show that much, which is why it was easy to kind of jump in and not give too much of a show what had happened already. Like yeah. you know, it's also sensational. Right. No, it is. It's Jerry it West is, is. doing the pants off of him. Going to the Supreme The Court. fact that Jerry West is saying he'll take it to the Supreme Court is almost like he's playing into the character. Like he's going he's going nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a good point. <laughs> yeah, his interview is they're gonna interview him as he's pounding doors or something. Yeah. I never did switch uh, to vodka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, uh, one one other quick uh thing on the nets that i loved yeah. once simmons was announced uh out for game four which like i don't know who actually thought he was playing i don't like we didn't even talk about it on the show because i don't think we ever took it seriously that he was going to play yeah no it was before the playoffs started we talked a little bit about like the what if but yeah it was never like it was never like a we never thought it might actually happen yeah, like, oh, he's going to come back and going to be the missing piece. Like, no it was, way. It was always DF, yeah. 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 Guy, guy never played a never played a game with these guys, right? He's going to come and, like, be the glue that ties them all together. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was awesome how just everybody, like, as soon as he was announced out for game four, like, everybody just universally just unloaded on him. Because, <laughs> like, for I mean, forever now, for, basically for the past year, like, everyone's been kind of – you know, walking on eggshells with this guy because the whole mental yeah. mental health aspect. Yeah, and it was like everybody just looked around once this news came out and were like, "All right, you ready? You ready?" And they just <laughs> fired away at the guy. I, you know who actually? I hate to ever give this guy credit because like I just felt like he was all shtick his whole life, his whole career. Is Stephen A. Who yeah. like? Yeah. I've watched a little bit of him because of because uh, dogs on now like. I've always felt like ESPN was kind of a soft landing for these athletes, which I think it still is. Like Stephen A. actually unloads on like the Simmons of the world, the Hardens, the Kyries. Like he calls them out and be like, "You guys don't really care about your jobs. You don't have the passion to play basketball." But I think like a lot of people nowadays, like who are in the business, it's all about like relationships and being buddy buddy with the athletes, and they're kind of afraid to say that shit. Oh, you get a lot of defenders of these guys. Yeah, a lot of defenders. Right. Like, the best is like, well, what if I came to your job and booed you? Well, you'd be a fucking loser then. Why Come boo me then. What, is, what are you talking about? Yeah. Apples and oranges. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, it's like people are just, like, afraid to give opinions now. Like, you no, can't I, criticize I, the athletes. You can't boo athletes. No, I'll get I, to that fucking bitch, Miles Straw. We'll talk Yankees. Everybody can clown. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait to talk about the disgrace in the Bronx over the weekend with some <laughs> schmuck climbing the fence 
and getting in a fan's face like some test- fucking fake tough guy. I'd say test him for steroids, but he's on my fantasy team and he has not hit a home run. So <laughs> I don't know if that was roid rage or what. No, man, that was uh, – well, let's stick to the hoops first because, you know, because we did go off another tangent here. But, uh, All right. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Reggie went in. Shaq went in. Stephen A, obviously. Um, Barkley. Yeah, Barkley. I mean, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, Barkley was waiting. Barkley's been doing it, I think. But, yeah, I, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, that's uh, – the, the whole, like, will he, won't he? Like, it's some fucking – primetime program where you're wondering if they if, if the main character is gonna make the grand entrance or not oh stay tuned to next season maybe ben simmons will show up then the so outfits, outfits, hurt, the outfits, outfits really outfits. hurt him too. yeah well, he's, yeah he's looking he's over there looking like uh he's looking like a little kid just went through his parents closet and picked out whatever it's, was close dude he's like where's waldo everyone's dressed in black and it's like some ridiculous looking yes. guy yeah, in orange uh, pants, or whatever, yeah. whatever he's wearing. Yeah, and I and I don't, yeah, I just don't understand the the whole what he's doing. I just don't I don't get it. None of it makes sense to me. Like what if you're on the team, you're on the team, but like you didn't play a fucking minute with these guys, and you know just fucking go sit in a fucking skybox. I'd Stay respect fuck, it more. Yeah, I'd respect it more if like you just retired. Stay the fuck out of the spotlight. Like, well, can't yeah, do it. Yeah, retiring. You know, get more fucking players who don't who don't play. It's um, like the most the most expensive players in the team don't see the court at all. Like the least amount of playing time. Yeah, I mean, this has always been a thing. I guess I can't really say it's the modern day athlete, but it does feel like the modern day athlete. A, a, a handful of them. I won't say a lot, but a handful of them just. They want everything that comes along with being an athlete, except like the hard work and right. actually yeah. going out. There. Like Matt Harvey, perfect example. He wanted to be oh. the king of New York. Oh yeah, and you know Rangers games, models, clubs, and then yeah. he just like forgot that he had a pitch. Yeah. Put the work. Yeah, he yeah. forgot he had a pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know I don't know the 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 a narrative that's been kind of following this series along. Um, even like in like during game four and then after game four was like, I, I forget the, the number, but it was by like point differential per game. It was considered a very close game and maybe the closest sweep of all time. Yeah. I, I, after game one, well, I, after like the third quarter in game two, I don't feel like the Nets had ever had control of that series. I don't think they had a lead in, three, in games three or four. Well, that's maybe that's why they didn't feel like they had control. <laughs> yeah, they they every time they made a run, the Celtics answered. No, that was you can't sell me on a series being closer than it is when it's a sweep. Yeah, no, I don't, can, I don't care if every game was like one or two points. Like you can't sell me on it was you know competitive when yeah. it's a sweep. No, but I mean, we're saying, but it, you you could you could say like if if it was back and forth and just one team kept like. If the Celtics were down two every game and hit a three at the buzzer every game to win it, then you would, you would yeah. say that that's different. But just watching the series, it it wasn't as close as they're making out to be. That, no, and the Celtics of, worked them games three and four. They were in control the whole time. Total total control, total control. They had a, a yeah. series a series game plan the Nets could never contest and could never co- combat at all um, with like any 
kind of corresponding moves and um the results showed but yeah i mean it, I, what, what, I don't know what it says that it was close point differential wise. I have no idea what that says, but it, to me, it's nothing positive. Like I'm not taking anything positive away. Not that you get moral victories anyway, but like, I don't even find it like something you'd hang your hat on. Like we busted our ass. We're in every game. Like it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't do it for me. No, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Boston does. Well, you know, against Milwaukee and going forward. I, I, I am curious to see how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are a good team. They they, they work hard for their coach. Um, swarming defense and – But are they a championship team or are they going to lose to Milwaukee in six? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're a championship team. I don't know. Is Tatum like that guy? Is Tatum- I think he – I thought he was coming out of college. Um but I mean, I gotta see a little more because the Nets just—I mean, you're gonna play better defensive teams than the Nets going forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know how many open corner threes Grant Williams is gonna get against an actual team that plays defense. <laughs> Jesus, Grant Williams. I knew the Nets were done when Blake Griffin was taking Nets needed threes. Like they needed him to when Blake games. Griffin was having heart attacks on the, on the game, floor. Game, game three, yeah, he's turning game, purple, man. Game four, he looked a little more. Uh... <laughs> In game three, it was like it was like when you played video games when I first started to have uh, fatigue in it. Yeah, and yeah. You kind of forgot that you were coaching the team too, and like all of a sudden, like the guy, like you said, the bar was all the way down. It was blue. It was purple. It was beating. Like, yeah, okay, this time for a line change, and like in hockey, it's time yeah. for a line change. No, he's moving sluggishly. I mean, I give Blake Griffin a lot of credit. Like they asked him to do a lot more than he maybe was should have been expected to do, and he busted his ass when he was out there. I give him a lot of credit for that. What was the deal with Aldridge? Why he was just a healthy scratch, or is he hurt? I think it's just a healthy scratch. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, even, like, Dragic, who, like, showed me something in Boston, like, they waited until, like, the fourth quarter to put him in last night. Yeah, weird rotations, not really, no coherent, like, plan at all. Yeah, I, I like – Dragic is a nice piece. Like, he really is as, like, a, you know, eighth or ninth guy of the team. But yeah, got to use him properly. Yeah, he's older now. It's not like he's – I mean, there's a reason he was available in like February or whenever it is yeah. they brought him in. Yeah, no, like I said, he's a good, good, good player and a nice piece. But I mean, you can't be having these guys playing the important minutes down the stretch. Like Blake taking big threes, you're you're toast. Like you don't yeah. have trouble. Yeah, like you, like you have Patty Mills, and yeah, and, and you have, you have plenty, you got a few other guys who could shoot the three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have Durant and you have Irving. Like why? Why is Blake Griffin taking three yeah. games? Well, what happens when you let the, the players build the team? You need yeah. a hierarchy. Yeah, for sure. You, know, you look at all the if you look at all the best. You know, LeBron got away with it, I guess, with Ty Lue in twenty sixteen. But if you look at like the best teams in our lifetime, you know, Bulls, Phil with the Lakers, Popovich, Spurs, the Heat, because Riley runs shit. Like there's a pecking order. Like Riley yeah. runs shit in Miami. Yeah, even when even when it was like LeBron going there, it was and Riley wasn't even coaching. He was still him pulling the strings. Right, like Spolster's job was never in jeopardy. Right, 
Right. There was never any rumble. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, Spolstra, that's, and Spolstra is a good coach. I mean, they think he's proven that since the breakup of the Big Three there. But Spolstra right, and coach. Riley has proven he's a great president, CEO, GM, yeah. whatever he is. Like yeah. they, he knows how to build a team and like you know stability. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. what you, that's what you don't see. Even like even like the Bulls were. The Bulls didn't get input from their players to a fault. Like, they didn't give a fuck about what Jordan thought, which was, like, crazy when we were watching the last dance. It was like, holy shit. Like, they couldn't wait to break these guys. It didn't even make sense watching it. That's what uh, made But you- at least, like, you knew Phil was the coach and, like, Krause was doing his thing and the owner, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Michael Jordan might be the only guy to go out and win championships, like, with part of his intention being to spite guys on his own team. Like fuck, yeah, no car, right? I'm gonna win, even though you're part of my team. Yeah, he was like spite. Yeah, he was like spiting the entire organization by winning. By, by winning, Harden demands trades. Jordan goes out and wins the championship, being like, "Yeah, that's 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 what I do when I get mad." Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a good segue because what, what I want I want to talk about the Miles Straw thing. Real quick, I have one more NBA thing. It's just okay. a quick question. All right. At what point are do you get excited about Toronto potentially coming back? They got to win Game Six. I'm a little excited now, and the reason is I'm a little excited right now because if it happens, all the attention goes away from the Nets. <laughs> the Nets are no longer might be what might be what Simmons needs to come back. All time Philly choke job. Oh, without post, him, post Simmons. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe that's that's the juice he needs. Uh, I need him yeah. to win Game Six to get excited, though. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I got, I got my eyes on it, and I, 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 I'm waiting for it. I want it, but yeah, I'm not like uh, bounce off the walls excited for it. Yeah, it'd be All incredible. Right. It'd be incredible though, and then it'd uh, be and, awesome. Embiid's hurt, and Embiid's hurt. Harden's a joke. Right. Um, Doc is. Doc, Doc, Doc has got a few of these. Yeah, it'd be great. So yeah, we'll we'll be watching that for sure. Hoping for the worst. Yes. All right. So Miles Straw. So Miles Straw to me, he broke like a cardinal sin of a of a player. A player should never, ever, and this goes for Kyrie also, who game one is like throwing the bird at the crowd or whatever. <laughs> should never ever let the crowd know they're getting to them. Never let them know that they have it in, that they, that they have any power over you. Like, wow, what, you jump in, you jump onto the fence and then you call us, you call the Yankees the worst fan base in the world. I, I know the kid's like 20 years old, or whatever. First of all, go fuck yourself, you fucking millennial piece of shit. Because David Wells, he's a piece of shit like in general, but David Wells <laughs> went to Cleveland and the Cleveland fans, the Cleveland Indians, with their racist name, were sitting there spewing hatred down on David Wells about his dead mother while he was warming up in the bullpen. So don't tell me that the Yankee fans are the worst fans in the world. Because there's a history in Cleveland also, dipshit. So fuck you, Miles Straw. All right? <laughs> fucking prick. Um, jumping in. Like, you're a fucking goof jumping into the crowd because they were – we were heckling the guy, Stephen Kwan, who just ran into the wall. Yeah. And down. That's what you, like, that's what's going to happen. Like, there's always going to be assholes at sporting events that do that. 
Like whatever. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit there and cheer unless you're Nick Swisher. If you get hurt, like on the field, like I'm never gonna cheer for you to get hurt. But like, if, if it, it, that happens at any ball game, it happens at ball games all the time. All sports, it happens. Um, I, I, I'm sure we could, like go through the examples, but um, Mad Dog told him to pipe down about Yankee fans because he said. Uh, he was there at game seven against the Cubs in 2016, said there was mostly Cubs fans in the building. So he said, don't talk about the Yankee fan. He's like, I've seen your fans. They didn't even show up for game seven. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ice cold. Ice cold. Um, yeah. but I, you know what I found the most offensive? First of all, like, all right, throwing things on the field is wrong. That's true. But also, right, Miles yeah. Straw could be a thin-skinned little bitch. Like both could be true. Yeah, I don't think one. I don't think one has to do with the other. Yeah, right, don't throw don't throw shit in the field. You're an idiot. But like, but Miles Straw instigated it too by showing the fans that he was in. He, they were in their head, and he was trying to hit them back to get in their head. Now, and like I, I saw the you saw the close-up video where he was like, "Hit me, motherfucker." Yeah. Like what? I don't know. What did somebody say? I don't know. I think so. I heard, it seems I heard, like a very aggressive reaction. I, I, I think all I heard was somebody told him to stay down, Quan to stay down. Oh, I, said he, I heard him someone say he's milking it, which is oh, fucking funny. Which is <laughs> it's fucking funny. Shut up, straw. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's just like right. He was fine. He wasn't like down. Like the stretcher wasn't coming out. He didn't have like a broken neck or something. No, nah, it wasn't like ACL or anything. He just banged into the wall a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know what bothered me the most was like all the articles I saw. They were saying like the bleachers were throwing shit. Those weren't the bleachers, right? No. Those were like the box seats. Every bleacher. article said bleacher creatures throwing shit, no. and I'm just like bleacher in both creatures. in both scenarios, both cases, the left field people those yeah. are box seats, and the right field, like I don't know, maybe I'm just underestimating. Uh, or maybe I'm just like, no, my arm couldn't do it. But I don't think I could reach like a, bo- a plastic bottle from the bleachers not in the new empty. stadium. No I'm way, not, right? Empty. And also, no bleacher creature would ever waste a beer. So don't, right. don't blame Their the beer would, bleachers. Yeah. The beer would be empty by the uh, ninth inning anyways. They cut yeah. you off on the sixth inning. Yeah, um, you could buy a couple, you know. You could, you could do that. You could. You could. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very, yeah, in that, in that game, in that game, game saves. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. Everyone said the bleachers, and I'm like, those are not the bleachers; those are box seats. Yep. Like, come yep. on, know something, know a little something. Yeah, might have been. It might have been the judges' chambers. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Spoil, spoil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but that game, uh, Saturday's game, like saved the whole weekend, or else it would have kind of been more of a uh, like more of the same yep. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it would have been it would have been a good weekend, but it turned it was great because they were able to steal that Saturday game. Yeah, two sure. quick negatives because they are on a good run right now. But two, two quick negatives. Well, it's a good run, but we're just happy that Cleveland came to town, and we're happy that we finally played the <laughs> Orioles. You know, yes, as they're the, like they're the Orioles. So I, I got I got to go back to Saturday quick though because I would have been. Yelling and screaming about this if we hadn't come back. Yeah, I gotta be consistent. Yeah, memo, memo to Boone. Enough oh. of Chad Green and high leverage oh. spots. Oh, I mean, was for a year now. Uh, yeah, this is nothing new. 
Austin Hedges, who hitting like 158, soft contact. The guy's got like 10 home runs in his career, if that. Like, he, when, he, when he has his bounce and his grandkids on his knees, like he's going to have that one highlight to show them, like on repeat. Like, yeah. and, and he does not give up cheapies, Green, man. Like, he's letting, he's letting Austin Hedges hit no, no doubters off you, like bat flipping. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I, and Boone, please, no more of Chad Green. Eighth inning, one run. I know what he was trying to do. Chapman, was, he wasn't going to pitch Chapman. Mm-hmm. He was going to go lasagna in the ninth, yeah. close with him. Clay Holmes threw 12 pitches, got two guys out in the seventh. Run it back with Clay Holmes. I, Chad Green, I cannot look at Chad Green no. in an eighth inning, one run game. Like, enough. Oh, those days enough. are over. Those days are over. Um, and I had this written down even before it happened. I was going to say, why not call up Andujar? I didn't know Hicks was going on maternity leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, why not call up Andujar, give him like a, uh, like a two-week trial in left field, kind of light a fire under like Gallo and like sure. Donaldson's of the world. Yeah, yeah. And they call up Andujar, and I'm like, oh, great. And he hasn't played tonight. I don't understand, like, I don't understand the point of calling up Andujar, who's crushing it right now in AAA. He's hitting 357 in Scranton. He's, uh, you know, got a few dingers. He's playing left field every day. Why call him? I mean, he's probably going to end up playing, like, tomorrow or Thursday or whatever. I know that. But why call him up if you're not going to play him? Because in order to be a bench guy, especially with the limited bench you have nowadays, like, you need to have a certain um, – like a service you offer, right? You got to be like a defensive replacement, not Andahar. Yeah, he's a guy you want out after six innings. Yeah, pinch runner, which isn't Andahar. You know, he's not going to steal a base or pinch run for anybody. Yeah. So like, I feel like he kind of gets lost on the bench, and like, it'd be he'd just be better off in Scranton playing every day. Yeah, you know, but they didn't bring, they didn't call him up. I think this is where they kind of get away with it. They didn't call him up because he was on fire down there. They called him up because they needed to make a roster move for Hicks. That's really see. Weird. I would keep him. I don't know. I would keep him around and play him for like a couple weeks just to see. Yeah, I don't know. The, the guy the, when he was healthy before you know before Urshela before he got hurt, like the guy was a doubles machine. What his rookie season? Like the guy would just he would rake line drives, line drives, line drives. And then we just haven't seen that guy since. He's been like a little bit of a shell, kind of. Yeah. Mary getting back, but um, yeah. See, the problem with, like, these younger guys especially is when you make them, like, a platoon or a bench guy, they're not quite ready for it. Like, you get, a, you get a, like an older guy and you tell him he's going to platoon, he's a professional. Uh, maybe he's a little more success. Um, like, like LeMayu, you're bouncing him around, you give him a day off once a week. Like, he's going to be fine, right? He's yeah. He's, just, he's a veteran. It's an acquired talent being that guy. Well, just, be, just I, I think it's also just being a, uh, a seasoned ball player. Where you, where you kind of know yourself, you know the game. You're, you know, if if you if you go zero for four and have to take a day off tomorrow because it's a matchup thing or whatever, you're not going to sit there stewing with it. You put it behind you. But a guy like Anduar, you know, he was kind of fighting for a job with Urshela, and you know, he was kind of searching. So when you get when you get up there, you're pressing to try and find the guy that you were there, and then you only get one shot at it, and then Urshela's going to play the next day. You know, it's very easy to go into these prolonged slumps. Because you want to do too much, those little opportunities that you get. 
Where that's why, yeah, that's why I would call him up and give him like two weeks of yeah. playing time straight. Oh, yeah, I, I get your point, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I just, I think this was, it, you might, I don't know how long the paternity leave is, but you might just see him up here for the, the four, four games and go back down. I have no idea what to expect. I think he'll play a game in left, especially if, I don't know if the Orioles have a lefty go in the next. One of the next two days, you might, and there is a day game Thursday, day after night. Yeah, you know that'll Andrew Howard will probably play one of these next two games. I don't know what the pitching matchups are though. I wouldn't mind. I, mean, I know Gallo went deep tonight, but I wouldn't mind seeing Andrew Howard in left. I don't know. Maybe he's improved. I know he's playing every day in left, so you know maybe he's improved a little bit uh, defensively. I don't think he's a left fielder, but I'm just you know Gallo's hitting. Whatever he's hitting, one forty. Like you gotta, you gotta get, you know, light a fire. You know, make guys know. Like it's not. They got Orioles have a righty tomorrow with it was at a six plus ERA and Great. and a lefty on Thursday with a one Bruce Zimmerman with a one point two ERA. All right, so Andrew Harrow, if he's still here Thursday, he'll he'll be playing Thursday. I would yeah. say. I'd play him. I'd play him tomorrow too. Give somebody. Give somebody a day off. Donaldson looked like he tweaked something. He really did look like he tweaked something on a second. Um, but yeah, I would. Uh, I yeah, I've always like I've always been a fan of of Anduar, so I, I would like to see him get a, a fair shot. Yeah, I don't think he's the left fielder of the future. I I don't really like him out there. I just like you know looking at Gallo every night. <laughs> You got you got to get creative. You got to get a little creative. Yeah, Gallo's Gallo's tough to watch sometimes. Yeah, and you know, I mean, listen, Gallo could uh, if Gallo doesn't start, he's going in for defense, or you know, Hicks when he's back, Hicks can go in for defense. Like Andujar's not he's not a guy you're going to want late in the game in the outfield. It, with, with Gallo, I, I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to solve any issues here, but it just it boggles my mind how here's a guy that's got a great eye, he's got a ton of power. Yep. And they can't find out a way to get him making more contact when he swings. I, d- I don't understand, uh, understand how that guy has to strike out. How come it's accepted that he has to strike out that much? And imagine complaining about the shift when you don't make contact ever. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just it, it seems so like I gotta hear know. about Joey Gallo one more time hitting into bad luck. Like yeah, bad luck. <laughs> they, they they love they love talking about like the what the stats should be. Like, oh here's a guy batting two eleven who should be batting two eighty five. Like it doesn't make any sense. He's batting two eleven. No, don't tell me he should don't tell me he should be batting. <laughs> like this like all, all that matters is what you are doing, not what you could be doing. Yeah. Better luck. I'm sorry, that's just how the game is. Right. He's not the first guy to hit a line drive at somebody here and there. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, exactly. Um but it just it, it just bothers me with all those tools. They can't he can't figure out how to take that gigantic hole out of his swing. I don't know. I I think he'd have to change like his whole hitting approach, and he doesn't want to sacrifice the power. I would. Yeah, say. but do you think do you think it's a matter of like with two strikes not taking a gigantic swing? Is it is it just a matter of I don't want to say just choking up, but is it a matter of like shortening your swing 
and just looking for contact in a in a pitcher's cap ah, rather man, than just looking know. for the bop? Is it? Uh, I have no idea. It's hard. It's hard for me to answer. I would need. We need somebody. They should feed that one to Carlos Beltran next time he's in the <laughs> Yes, we need we need somebody who's got a little more experience than us, I guess, to answer that one because I have no – we need like an O'Neal or something because yeah. I, don't, I don't know what O'Neal's numbers exactly were like strikeout-wise, but like, I know guys – and guys have been striking out. I mean, Reggie leads the world in strikeouts. He played in the 70s, so it's yeah, not like yeah. – it's not like it's that new of a thing to strike out, but um, no, no, yeah, it's, yeah. you could live with one guy like that in your life. I mean, you live with multiple guys. Everybody lives with multiple guys in the lineup now. But I'm saying, like, used to be, you could you have like one guy in your lineup that he'd be the strikeout guy, you know, whether it was Reggie or uh, like Boog Powell or uh, Frank Rob, not Frank Robinson. Um, Rick Robinson might have been a strikeout guy. I don't know. Not, it's not who I was thinking of, though. But yeah, maybe I mean, there's always like you know, like an Adam Dunn. You go like a little later into. Yeah, later Chris into, Davis. Right. There's oh, oh Chris. That's much. <laughs> that's much later. But um, you know, it's like you always live with like one of those guys, and now it's up and down the lineup. Yeah, it's too many of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, as everybody's doing, everybody's doing it. So how, how do you say it's too many of them? But when everybody's got everybody striking all the time but i uh, just it's just it's just weird that he has all these things going for him and still they gave him a silent treatment tonight you saw that when he hit the home yeah run. i did i did that's cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah, um, other than that yeah other than that all right well oh yeah before we get into better call saw Let's uh, just the, we know that DJ LeMayu has a twelve game hitting streak. As twelve, okay. Um, I thought for sure he was over two. I thought for sure that as soon as you started doing this, we'd be the one to end. Up. Yeah. Oh, it looks like we got um, Joe Connor is at twelve games also. Rockies, right? Rockies, yep. Yeah, he had a big home run last night. Yeah, Joe Connor. And they got smoked. 16 hits in his last 12 games. He has one, two, three, four multi-hit games. So a lot of of one-hit games. That's not that impressive. LeMayu, they don't have tonight's game up yet. His last two games are multi-hit games. He's had three and 11 games. So four and 12. Okay. Um, LeMayu, 12, Connor, 12, Randall Grichuk, 10. Grichuk, okay. Yep. So 12 is the number to beat this year. I'm pretty, nobody's gotten a 12, I don't think. Two at, two at 12 now. What did Joe Connor hit tonight? Uh, Rockies? Yeah. Are they, are they not playing yet? Let's see. I, I'll pull it up. Because <sighs> they don't have yeah, – it's not, it's not up to date like that. Yeah, all teams are all teams are playing tonight. So yeah, it would be. Yeah, that makes sense. Tuesday, Colorado Philly. That game's over. They Colorado lost ten three six hits. Was one of them. No, over oh, five. Man. All right, so we fizzled right out. And Grichik, over four. All right, so it's Lemayhu right now along at the top. 
Oh, it's Connor Joe. Sorry, call him Joe Connor. Twins went on a walk off. They walked off Gregory Soto. Hey, well, let's see if Trout, because Trout's got eight. I'll just double check on that. And then we'll let this. Yeah, go. Trout's got a heading streak going. He, you got a hit today? Um, they are playing right now. They're in the fifth inning. Trout, one for two. Yeah. You got a dinger. All right. So Trout is at nine. And the Mayu is at 12. And today is the 26th. There you go. All right. We'll check in on that on Thursday. See where we stand. Oh, that greasy fuck is pitching for the Red Sox. Bases loaded, one out. What's the dude? The the long-haired. The long-haired dude. Yeah. That's like a Manson Manson family member. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Spoilers coming up. If you didn't see Saul yet, we're talking Saul right now. Um, The first... uh, yeah, I guess it's the first of the of the new cast members, the first of the new characters to eat it, right? Yeah, I mean it was one of those one of those they just got walked off. Matt Strom, Zach Fly. Um, yeah, uh, we knew this was coming. It just we just needed we didn't know when or how. Yeah, how? Nacho. Yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know. Like Nacho could have survived somehow and. I guess. Could, he but, could have survived to the very end. You know what I mean? It could, it could have been. Well, that's why I meant when. Yeah, like. Right. So it was. I, um, episode, in the Breaking Bad world, you know, like, it's going to end bad usually. Yeah. But, you know, I think in my mind, this guy was kind of the Pinkman character. Yeah. I mean, not. I, I like him. I like him way more than Pinkman. Not that there was. Not that there was like parallel upon parallel between these two shows, but I think that was maybe the natural. Um, he was just a guy who got, kept getting beat up, constantly getting fucked over. Yeah. And you thought maybe there was light at the end of the tunnel for him where this life was left behind him, but not not the case. As it got, into the, it got to the point where, and I, this, is, this hurt it for you, like at the very end he's in like a Mexican standoff with a bunch of guys who we know don't die until later. Right, yeah. Is that, is yeah. that, that ruin it for you? Because at that point, I was like, you know. He's going to kill him, so that's what I said. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to – I didn't know if he was going to get popped by – you know, I guess because they had all the guns were drawn. You never know where the bolt's coming from. But And then I said I, – I, I was watching it live for my wife. I said he's going to kill himself. Mm. Because he he had to go to protect his father. Yeah. No. Him yeah, saying no, he, him yeah. staying alive just doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I have a prediction. I think what's going to happen is someone is going to make like Lalo. I think is going to make me make a play for his father for not mm-hmm. his father, and Mike is going to have to take out Lalo. Is Mike? You think Mike kills Lalo? It's possible. 
that would be very satisfying, I feel like, Mike. Yeah. Cause Cause most, he, those Lalo die. Like, he's going to die, right, you would think at some point? Yeah, maybe that's how, you know, because in Breaking Bad, he's pretty close to – he's very close to Gus, right? Like, he's tight with Gus. And right, right, and right now, I think there's going to be some tension with those two because Mike likes Nacho. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. like that Gus fucked him over. Yeah, so maybe uh, – to get back with Gus, in Gus's good graces, he pops Lalo. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not good at, like, a lot of people kind of say, like, looking for the, like, how things end up and how, how they get there in Breaking Bad. I'm not very good at the, like, what we're looking for, like, the how it ends up type stuff. Like, how, how, what, the, th- the things we already know, I mean. Like, what are we actually going for? Uh-huh. That's already known. All I know, all I remember is like they have the, you know, Nacho and Lalo were who Saul was yelling about in his first appearance there in the desert. Oh, okay. He so, yelled. He, all right. I forgot, I forgot about that. I, I remember think, hearing I think, that. Yeah. I think he says, I don't remember what it was, but I think he says, like, oh, did Lalo send you? And I think he mentions Nacho also. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I wonder if there's like this whole thing comes to a head between Lalo and Fring and Mike and Saul's involved, obviously because he's Lalo's guy. And you know, he's the got, thing yeah. is, like Lalo, Lalo knows that Gus was behind it, right? At least has an at least at least speculation. Like, I don't think he's just going to let it – I don't think the Salamacas are just going to let it go and assume Gus had nothing to do with it. Even though the confession? That bullshit confession? Oh, you saw it with, like, Hector. Hector pointed right at Gus. Oh, yeah. Like, Hector's not buying it. Yeah, but, I mean, credit to Nacho, like, to the bitter end, was like, him, chicken man? He's like, nah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because he figured if he rats out Gus there – and somehow dead, Gus yeah. gets away. Well, Gus oh. would be dead, but like, let's say Gus gets away somehow or whatever. Like, he could kill his father. So it was all about yeah. protecting his his old man. He's like, I'm just gonna take myself out and call it a day. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I think Mike kills Lalo, but like, it's got to be in a way where Gus can't really be connected, right? Because mm. I'm, I'm trying to think when the story starts, there's always a little bit of tension between like Gus and the Salamancas, but that's going I feel back. Like, what's well, going was, back to when uh, the what's his face? Yeah, Don Aladino killed his partner. <laughs> right, who may have been his lover. Right. <laughs> was it, wait, was there those his brother, lover, brother? I think it's. Uh, Ambiguous? Speculated. I think yeah. they've asked Gilligan about it, and he was like, kind of gave like a vague answer, like, "Yeah, I think they may have been lovers, but got it." Okay. Yep. Uh, they were partners, though. Business partners yeah. may have been yeah. may have been love partners. Yeah. No, I'm, I It's always that's always like in the Breaking Bad, like flashbacks that they showed, and I just, I, all I can remember is like his backyard, that pool. <laughs> yeah. So I really remember. <laughs> This episode, um, 
was like a soulless. I mean, Saul was there a little bit, but it was mostly very little episode. It was all it was like Nacho's farewell. Um, good to see Huel Babino. Oh, oh yeah, well, always good to see Huel. We love we love Huel. Um, <laughs> asking the hard questions of Saul. You know, yeah. I, 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 I'll go ahead. I don't know. I was just gonna say, like, with the only thing with uh, with Saul in this episode, like, going forward, is what do you, what are they gonna do with uh, with Howard's car? Because like, I unless I didn't really take down notes, but like, that was the whole Jimmy or Saul and Kim storyline, right? It was just them fucking with Howard's car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they do anything else? <laughs> that was mm-hmm. it. Well, that and Kim talked to the other the lady oh, at the lawyer's right. office about. Um, Jimmy Saul's possible, you know, ability. Oh, to, and then she goes back and tells him, and she says you have to choose to either be a rat or a friend to the cartel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you're seeing how, because I still like like so he's still he's not very comfortable, which is it's still crazy to me. Like we're so close to the end, and we don't see him comfortable in as Saul Goodman just yeah you don't just don't see him yeah you just don't see him uh like he's I think we're close. still if, if we're if we're going by when Breaking Bad started which I think the actual show started in 08 I want to say I think it's I think the, the whole series takes place from 08 to 2010 in storyline wise okay two years you don't think and then, like in 2008 already though no, because uh, what episode was it? Um, what episode? Uh, oh, maybe because I just rewatched season five. I'm combining seasons. When yeah. he goes and uh, bails Lalo out with the seven grand, the, the desert episode. Yeah. And the following episode, he shows up. The, in, inside the uh, clerk's office in the courtroom is 2004. So it's still you still have like four years. So which I don't know how long. I mean, they only have so many episodes left. They have what five more in this season, and then another like seven, maybe. So they have what ten, eleven episodes left, whatever it is. I don't know what kind of if they're going to do like a time jump or, or what. But it seems like they're still like a few years away from him being full blown Saul. See, there was a. In the opener, in the opening of the show last night. Yeah. And they showed like the glass. They showed it raining in the glass. Yep. Did you think that there was a shot of Walt's pants? Oh, I don't know. I didn't pick that up. I don't think it was. I don't, I don't, think, only... I don't think it was. But that's what I was like. Like maybe that was. I, I thought at first like maybe they were showing the pants to show the kind of crossing of timelines. Like we're, we're here. Type thing, but I, I don't know. I could be. Oh, uh, okay. The only interpretation I got was the blue flower. Yeah, blue, blue, yeah. blue stuff. Like that yeah. was the only. Thing yeah, I really picked. I thought it was a little odd, uh, but I know everything. You know, they do is for a reason. So. Yeah, see, I'm looking. I'm looking at like the the shot and have the blue flower on the left, and it's, it's a very vague type. I don't know, lump of something in the back that could could be his pants. It, I'm, I feel like it's there intentionally to either make you think it's his pants or, you know, I don't know. All right. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I didn't think about that. I I still think they're a little but, bit away, but a little ways still, away. Like you know, we always thought that Kim. I don't, I don't remember exactly what we said last week about it, but we always thought that Kim was like the victim here. But I feel like you know, last night she like the way she phrased it called him. You know, you could be a rat. You know, there's a part where she was putting his cufflinks on. They kind of they focused on that. We see yep. her. She's she she reinforced that he practices law as Saul Goodman when she was yeah. you know, in LA's office. And she, it looks like she's the one creating Saul yeah. Goodman. Like it was his his idea kind of, you know, his Jimmy thing, like I'm going, doing this kind of off the wall thing. She's curating what Saul is going to be. She's what do you think him. broke her? Like what broke her exactly? Um... That's a yeah. That's a good question. I don't know where she kind of went wrong. She just adri- she, ad- like addicted to the adrenaline of. I think a little bit of that, right? A little bit of that. Remember the beginning of the season, the first scene they show the bottle topper, the tequila bottle topper, and yep. that was like their first scam grift, grift together. Yeah, so yep. maybe, I think there's a little bit of that. She enjoys doing that. She likes chasing that that high. But also, something it's something to do with like, like the Howard Hammonds of the world. Like they're they're the big shots, and she kind of doing things her own way, and you know she'll never amount to like what Howard Hamlin is. She's never gonna have a practice like that, you know. And she always and, tried to do things by the book to get to that point, and realized it was a dead end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I heard on something today that I was listening to about it. This is a great point. Like in that. One of those first two episodes, she mentions the the kid that she is defending, and she's like, you know, he was the the poor kid, whatever. And my son just woke up. I think he's sleepwalking. All right, <laughs> first time. <laughs> yeah, right. It. Yeah. What are you doing? Yep. You okay? You're alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good night. Who's who's the president? Start asking them concussion <laughs> questions. Um <laughs> sorry. I think he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Um so he mentions how the show I listened to mentioned how she talks about the client that she's defending, like her pro bono cases, like the yeah. poor kid who's getting blamed for like the rich kid, like liquor store robbery. Okay. Gotcha. So I think there's, there's part of that. Like the rich kids always kind of find a way to shit on the poor people, like to fucking get their way, pay their, you know, pay their way to the expensive lawyer, you know, just kind of buy their way out of trouble. I don't know. So I think something like that, which is also like a, which is also like a Jimmy thing, right? Which he had yes. a conversation with that girl they wouldn't give the internship to. Yeah, the scholarship or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. I don't know if you know. I don't know what exactly broke her, so to speak. But I think there's a little bit of all, all of that. Right. So I think that it's Lalo and Kim. Those are like the two characters you want to see what exactly happens. Yeah, am I missing? Am I missing anyone? 
No, we know everybody else's fate, I think. Everyone else ends up in Breaking Bad, right? There's no yeah. other big ones. Yeah. So it was Nacho, not one down, two more to go. Yeah, we have three episodes left in this half, so we're halfway through the first half. And then there's seven episodes in the next run in the, in the summer. Is that right? Uh... I think it's. I thought. I thought uh, you had said thir- I thought you had said thirteen, or somebody had said thirteen. Yeah, like six and seven, or seven and six, yeah, something like it, that. I think it's six. I think I heard that that was half. We're halfway through. Halfway through this last half, yeah. and the second half starts like in July. You don't have to wait that long, right? That's why. Yeah, I think the finale is in August. So yeah. All right. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I um. Oh yeah, big piece off the board. Nacho's gone. Oh, and I got. And I would say, great performance all around. There's the his final scene and the scene on the phone with his father. Yeah, uh, Michael Mando killed it. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal in that scene with his father, and then he got off the phone and kind of turned it off and got went to gangster mode again. And then in that last scene, what made it for me was that final "fuck you" to the Salamancas. Like every time. You know, you're eating out of your Jello cup. I want you to remember me. <laughs> like, it's just a nice, yeah. it's a, it's a nice way. And I wonder if they think about this kind of shit. It's a nice way. So now, when you watch Breaking Bad, yeah, you see him. You're thinking of you're thinking of Nacho. Of course, yeah. So I wonder, I wonder if they write it with that in mind, or if it's just kind of you know, the way the story took it. But that's like a great, it's a great way to link the two series, and. uh kind of marry them forever yeah I mean, you already kind of did but you know just another another cool way to do it yeah no for sure yeah it was definitely uh gilligan does everything for a reason he's very uh like his his attention to detail is probably like second to none yes everything's deliberate and and they don't i, I mean i don't think they overdo it like that's like the key like you could you can you, you do too much you're kind of a parody of yourself yeah, uh, you don't need that. But um, yeah. Oh, it's, and I uh, guess technically one more thing would be uh, what's his face in Minnesota? Uh, Gene, we got to find out what happens to Gene. Oh, too. yeah, we absolutely need to. Know, we need to know what Gene, the final, the, whatever the final Gene Takovic story is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's that's the end of Jimmy. So we have to know. I think we have to know what happens. To feel completely satisfied. Yeah, and I have no idea where they're going with that. We haven't even seen them yet, so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, is it a Kim reunion? Is it a, is yeah. it a, Lalo, is it a Lalo reunion? It, yeah. You know, is it, you know, uh, who is who's still alive at the end of Breaking Bad? Pinkman. Yeah, but we know what happens to him. He goes off to the great Alaskan... Whatever. Oh, I never did. You watch that movie? I never watched it. The, yeah, you know. Just, yeah, he just goes. He, he ends up disappearing. He like he has to go through the whole thing. We see uh, Badger and the other guy, and yeah, he ends up going off. He gets disappeared by um, what's his name, Robert. Robert, Forster, who died. Was it any good? Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you have two hours to watch it. It's, it was kind of, it was kind of just 
an average episode of Breaking Bad with no Walt. Yeah, no Walt, no Saul. Like you're missing, you're missing some heavy hitters. Oh no, I, like. I think there was a flashback with Walt in it. Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. Which is kind of a surprise. I don't think I don't think I don't think I knew that going in. But sorry to ruin the surprise for you. There's four more episodes in this part, and then there's they come back and there's six and oh, nice. over the okay. summer. Okay, cool. Add it backwards. Um, yeah, so there you go. Maybe maybe do El Camino in your break if you have uh, a couple hours. It's not a waste of time completely, but it's not going to knock your socks off. And uh, yeah, you don't need. It's not something that you're dying to see, especially if you're not a Pinkman guy. Not a Pinkman guy. <laughs> gets a little gets a little too much sympathy for my liking. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like Pinkman in the early seasons, man. I was saying. Like, Bitch, not not being a very good helper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not it was not a good helper. I mean, it's kind of you know, the wrong, very unreliable. But you know, he's poisoned the girlfriend's kid, and then she gets whacked at some point, and you know, the other girlfriend gets whacked. You know, you, you get some sympathy. Yeah, he was a little whiny at times. Yeah, he could be a little whiny. Man, hey, but Nacho's two girlfriends survived. Maybe it's Pinkman's problem. Nacho's, both of Nacho's girlfriends survived. Pinkman's girlfriends all bit it. Yeah. I think about the way Nacho went out. If, you're gonna, if you want to make the Nacho-Pinkman comparison, think about the way Nacho went out. Pinkman would have never went out. That's yeah. cool. Well, Nacho's a gangster. Pinkman is no gang. Pinkman's a high school kid. That it's like a, um, he's like a weed dealer. Pinkman, yeah, he fell, who, he fell into the wrong crowd. Right, Pinkman's no cartel member. No, no. He he just uh, ended up being a decent student, you know, because he ended up <laughs> he made meth that was uh, comparable to to Walt's, you know, at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, did not should not have been mixing with those people. No, nope. wasn't cut out for that life. No, not not chose a true gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Good people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. There's break. There's um, Better Call Saul, episode three of the final season. Rest in peace, Nacho Varga. Yeah. Who's next? <sighs> see, we'll see. Maybe it's Gene Takovic. Didn't he have a um, a heart attack in one of the flashbacks? Yeah, he went to the hospital. Right, yeah, everything's a little bit dicey when you're in the hospital. Gonna, yeah, yeah there was a little bit of... Land. Right, he's the, yeah, there was some sort of issue when he gave his ID to the front desk. Yeah. something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I have to go back and watch the Gene scenes. Someone, someone put, it on, put him on YouTube, all in order. Do you... Th- <laughs> Would you like it, or would you hate it, or would you care if they did it one entire hour devoted to Gene? This <laughs> one episode, this one Gene episode. Um, it de- like it depends when they did it. Like as a finale, I don't think I would love it. No, no, finale would not. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't fit. Finale wouldn't fit. What if it was like the last fifteen minutes? Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. 
you would figure like the pre, the penultimate episode would be like the banger, right? And then you could, you know, the, the final episode is. Yeah, I, I I have no idea what what direction they're gonna go. I have no idea. Maybe episode one of the second half is all is all Gene, <laughs> all black black and white Gene Tagovic scenes. Yeah, so it depends. It depends what Gilligan wants to do. Does he want to leave you like? with uh the lasting image of the modern day Saul as like your final image of the series or does he want to leave you with Gene as what happens to Gene as like the final image of what it depends what his holy shit oh fuck moment what he wants it to be like modern day Saul or Gene Saul I think I would think that modern day Breaking Bad Saul is how you're gonna leave it like leading up yeah to Breaking Bad or I think that's going to be the last image, but I think at some point along the way, we're going to have to get gene answers. We need some gene answers for sure. And, and they've done episodes like that. They did a whole Mike flashback episode in Philly. Yeah. That was like a non-saw episode, but I was just, and I think they've done, I think there's like a, a majority of an episode was, was Saul in Chicago, uh, Jimmy in Chicago. I mean, this is all very early, but, you know, they take it out. He went back for a funeral? He went back for a funeral or something? Um, did he? He oh, went back I, for some reason. Oh, and then they, did, they just kind of put the flashbacks in his trip back there? Well, no, I think it was a flashback. Oh, okay. All right. That was the flashback, him going oh, back okay. for something. Right. That's where he gets, like, the pinky ring or something, right? Yeah, yeah, from his yeah. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they've done episodes where they kind of take it out of the current action to do some explaining of what happened before, you know what I mean, to kind of give you some idea of, I mean, in those cases, like motivate, like the whole Mike thing was motivation for why Mike does what he does. Yeah. This kid and stuff and, um, and his granddaughter obviously coming into play. Uh, Yeah, so I yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I think I'd, I'd be I'd be a little surprised if they did it, but I would not be shocked if they did it. What a Gene episode, whole yeah, one, a whole one, just to, just to get you that. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited about it. Not as excited as I am for Toronto, but pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he could do it. I mean, he did a whole episode. Fucking, they were trying to get rid of a fly in the meth lab, like. He'll, he'll go out there and take a chance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cool. I, I'm just trying to think if uh, if he doesn't do the Gene episode, if I'm gonna, if I if I would feel like I should take away the genius title. <laughs> I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be genius to put a whole tag of big episode. But that's just me. But not at the end, though. Like third to last, maybe. I think I'd be totally out of place if it was the finale was all black and white. Gene, I'm not saying don't have a scene. Like if you don't do that complete episode, what if he did? What if he did Godfather two style, back and forth? I could work, but I don't think you need. I don't think you need to have all Gene in the one. Like, I think if it's too much Gene in the last episode, I'd be overdoing it. Stick with like Gene in short spurts. Godfather two type 
earlier earlier episode maybe yeah before the finale right. but uh, finale, th- finale th- i think it's gotta be all saw all the time all right all right gets all good right. it's getting good now now there's no now there's no slowing down nope full steam yep all right good shit man good episode well done Thank you for listening uh, to Sunday Poor. We'll be back here on Thursday. We'll be back on YouTube on Thursday. Be sure you tune in and watch us live. Uh, yeah. Thursday night. Live show. It'll be our third annual NFL draft show. Oh, first yeah. one up. First one on YouTube. That's right. Yeah, can't wait. We're going to have all, uh, take all the rights that the NFL does not give us to do it. So look forward to that, breaking some rules. Uh, we'll be here on Thursday. We'll see you then. Thanks for spending time with us, Ant. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you watch Barry yet? I have not. I, I don't think I ever saw Barry. I think maybe I saw oh. the pilot. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you watch it? You watch it regularly? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, will you watch the, oh, what the fuck's the name of it? It's brand new this weekend. Um, oh, the Baltimore one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have it. I have it on the DVR. Yeah. I'll I probably like, wait. Like I'll probably wait to, uh, bang them out when they all air. All right. See, I can't, if I get behind them. But... Well, it's only six episodes. Oh, oh, is that, okay. That's not so bad. But still. Yeah. Something else in six six weeks. Something else will be on that I gotta watch. So true. I gotta. I can't get like two or three behind. There are hour episodes. I just can't do it. I can't get two or three behind. I'll never catch up. Have you heard of the show Yellow Jackets? I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it though. Yeah, I watched the first season. <laughs> yeah, any good? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It there's a few like a few nitpicks about it, but for the most part, I liked it. What um. What's it about? It's about a uh, like a team twenty five years ago, right? So mm-hmm. ninety six, we'll figure. Mm-hmm. Soccer team. They were going to Jer- soccer team in Jersey. They were going to play nationals in like Seattle, I think it was or something. Okay. All right. And uh, plane goes down, plane crash. Mm. End up in the woods in like Canada, and it's like a little bit of a Lord of the Flies situation. Okay. Um, and it goes back and forth, Godfather 2 style, which made me think of it, like between modern day, 2021, huh. 2022, oh. and, and the, uh, the woods, because they so end they, up like... So they kind of tease like who might have survived, or maybe you know like one person who survived. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. True, true story? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite a true no, story. I don't. Th- I don't think so, at least. But there's there's stories about like there's a story about somebody going down in the woods in a plane and kind of surviving, right? Well, yeah, I think the it's it's Lord of the Flies meets. Uh, I'm probably sure I read this somewhere. That movie Alive. <laughs> is it is it Alive? A movie about like a rugby team that crashed. That that I think is a true story. That sounds correct. Yes, it's like alive. a rugby. T- yeah, and. Uh, They've had to become cannibals. Yeah, exactly. There's there's all those themes in this show. Oh, good. Um, oh, cannibalism is a big is a big uh, hit for me. 
it's a, yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those decisions, you know, you've got to put yourself in their shoes. Like, what would you, you know, how long would it take you to become a cannibal? Uh, three or four hours. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's definitely not a true story. Again, there are parts that are a little, okay. All a right. little ridiculous, Yeah, but it's a good, um, you'll know the people in it. It's, uh, like the modern day people, like the older kid, like that survived, like Juliette Lewis. Oh wow! Okay. Um, the chick from uh, remember the neighbor and Two and a Half Men that loved Charlie. She's oh, like the main. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. I don't know her name. She's like the main one. Um, she was uh, DiCaprio's wife in uh, the asteroid movie, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, she was. Yep. Uh, who? Oh, Christina Ricci is very good in it. She's one of the older uh, chicks. I think that's basically. That might be it. There might Christina be one more missing. What was she in? Like she was Wednesday days. Adams. Oh, she was Wednesday. Right. Okay. Of course. So I. Oh, she was. Uh, Nope, that was Winona Ryder. I was going to say Beetlejuice. Christina Ricci was in... I think that's it for people you... It's, it's... Christina Ricci's been working steady for the past 40 years. So I, have, I don't know everything. I don't know anything she was in. Yeah, you just know she's good. You know, she's, she's a grinder. Yeah, none of the younger people in this show you would know. I, I don't know any of them. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know any of these names. The stuff in the woods is pretty cool. Like the modern day stuff is like, yeah, it's all right. So we know like that obviously Christina Ricci and Julia Lewis and the ones obsessed with the old, the three older actresses, we know yeah. they're the ones who survived. Yep. All right. Bingo. Yeah, I don't have these younger people. All right. What's that on? Showtime. Got it. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, I got nothing else for tonight, man. Good shit. I'm out. I'll talk to you later. All right, man? All right. Peace. That's it.